This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, published by the Masonic Service Association of North America every month since 1923. This, the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, is produced in cooperation with the MSA and is made possible with the generous support of a grant from the Grand Lodge AF&AM of Minnesota. Clarity and Freemasonry by Stephen F. Oakley, Grand Master of Masons of the State of Illinois. We ought to strive for clarity when it comes to every decision we make in life. One of these is the incredibly impactful decision we make to become Masons, starting with the attitude we uphold as going through our initiation. Clarity allows us to see the things as they are and to choose to be the best we can be, to desire knowledge and truth, to be devoted to living altruistically, and to contribute to our communities. I recall very fondly the process of petitioning, how I came to experience greater clarity after becoming a Mason. But it is interesting how the first thing about Freemasonry that made a deep impression on me was unexpected. I have never been someone who likes to arrive late to anything. In hopes that I do not offend any of my Bears fans, I believe in the Lombardi time, or even earlier than that. So I frequently arrive places with plenty of time to spare. On the night I was to receive my first degree, I arrived at the lodge about 45 minutes early. I was greeted by the lodge secretary with whom I had a short conversation. Though he was busy getting everything ready for the night, his kindness struck me and I was left very impressed by him. As we travel through our lives, we are told that we only get one chance to make a good impression. In the short time we talked, that lodge secretary had made an impression on me that still resonates today. He treated everyone as a friend and a brother. The work he did was impeccable. He was well-respected throughout the fraternity, but he did not seek out praise. The way he presented himself and the way he conducted himself became something for me to emulate. I realize today that his character was probably rooted in an inner sense of clarity. Masonry provides us with the opportunity to see that our lives are best lived when we are kind, hardworking, eager to learn, and respectful. I believe I have not reached the level of that brother, but he inspired me greatly to be more like him, to look toward him as a goal, to be the best man I can be. Am I that man? Are you that man? If we cannot answer this question with yes, then why not? When a candidate enters the lodge for the first time, he is truly placing his trust in us, even if someone has already told him everything about the events to follow. He is still uncomfortable. When he meets you, you give him reassurance. When he looks at you, does he come away with a feeling that this is a special place and that here, he will have something to aspire to. That should be the goal of all of us. I am fortunate to have known one man who inspired me, who did lead, and not with supreme effort, but with ease and grace. He was an inspiration 33 years ago, and he is still an inspiration today. I ask you to think about this story, because you are that man. You are the man who that new member judges our fraternity on, whether good or bad. The first impression will be burned into his memory forever. My hope is that we can always strive to see things clearly, that we have the mindset to be the best men we can be, to new members and to everyone we may encounter. If we all collectively seek out clarity, 
I have no doubt that our fraternity can only grow stronger and that our impact can only go further. The Tides This is a Masonic Short Short Talk taken from the Short Talk Bulletin published in November 1967. When the tide ebbs and flows twice in 24 hours, arouses some solemn thought in a Freemason's mind. For centuries before modern science explained the stupendous phenomena which are visible every day along the ocean shore, men had looked at those happenings with fear and wonder. The ebbing and rising of the tides were regarded as signs importance. One of the oldest of man's superstitions, for example, especially among sailors and dwellers on the coast, was the belief that death occurs mostly when the tide is going out. Aristotle thought that no creature can die except at low tide. Fraser's Golden Bough contains examples of primitive beliefs in the occurrence of death when the tide is falling. A Chilean Indian in the last stages of tuberculosis was heard to ask his sister how the tide was running. When told it was coming in, he smiled and said, I will have a little more time to live. Shakespeare was acquainted with the superstition, for he has Falstaff die just between twelve and one, even at the turning of the tide. In Dickens, David Copperfield, Peggy says, people can die along the coast except when the tide is pretty near out. They can't be born unless it's pretty nigh in. Tennyson's famous elegy, Crossing the Bar, uses the image of the turning of the tides as a symbol of death. Many superstitions have their origins in repeated occurrences which seem to depend on the nature of the phenomena with which they are associated. There may be some physical cause connecting them. Not infrequently, a change of temperature accompanies the turn of the tide. A dying person may react to that. The solemn images suggested by the contemplation of the tides have had a long development in the fables and literature of the human race. A survey of nature first determined man to imitate the divine plan. This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry. And this has been the Short Talk Bulletin Podcast, produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of providing a common stock of vetted Masonic information to all of the constituent lodges of all of the member jurisdictions and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AF&AM of Minnesota, who have been engaging and inspiring good men who believe in a supreme being to live according to the Masonic tenets of brotherly love, relief, and truth since 1853.